Hey everybody, this is Katie and I'm here with us back on Psychic on the Scene. Yay! With the lovely Michelle Lyons Polito. Hey everyone. And the lovely D. Scott. Woohoo! <laughs> and we have a guest with us this evening. I'm just going to say her name is Sarah and she is a concerned mom. And tonight's topic, um, we're actually going to be discussing indigo children. Um, basically psychic kids, kids that are attracting spirits, and, uh, boy, a lot of activity during this quarantine time, right? Non-stop, non-stop people talking about things in their houses and things going bump in the night, kids seeing stuff. I I don't know if it's just because of everybody being home that it's um, heightened it more, it's kind of quieted down, they're not having as much interaction in the outside world. Dee, you've, um, you've had some activity, correct? Your daughter? Uh, not in my house specifically. My youngest daughter, when she's at her mother's house, apparently, uh, my youngest doesn't see or isn't sensing anything, but her little sister, who has just turned two years old, uh, wow. like ducks under the covers and, and is scared. Yeah. Like she gets scared or whatever. She's like, at one point she ducked under and was like, ha, huh, now you can't get me. And stuff like that. And I was just like, oh, okay. So I talked to, I talked to my daughter about it and I said, you know, are you feeling anything? And I was like, are you scared or does she seem scared? And she said, no, at first. And then the, you know, and then I don't, I don't know if it was necessarily a threatening thing or just her younger sister realized that someone was there that nobody else could see. And that, and that can be the scariest part of it sometimes is that you feel crazy. I remember being a little girl and feeling crazy because I'm seeing things and no one else is. Then you start to really wonder about your own sanity. And that's what my favorite thing to tell kids are, guess what? You're normal. This is normal. Right. This is all manageable. There's a way to deal with this, whether they're ghosts, whether they're, you know, negative energies. It, it, there's always a way. So we'll find a way to make it work so that you're comfortable and safe. So to so. kind of backtrack here a little bit. Um, and Sarah, anytime you want to, um, hop in or, or say anything, by all means do. It's an open format. You can say anything and it's fine. Um, so kind of going back with the history of, even with the terminology of indigo children, it comes from, um, a, uh, parapsychologist around Mm the 1970s, even the late 1960s. Um, her name was Nancy Ann Tape. And I'm probably not saying that right, but she um, was working with children that had a variety of different emotional um, issues, might have even been on the spectrum, ADHD. Mm-hmm. And she said that these children had an indigo aura. She had some psychic ability, an indigo aura around her, so um, around them, excuse me. So that was where that initially started. But they also talk in the beginning about um, they're, they're called star children. Mm-hmm. Or light workers, and they're they're people basically sent here with a desire to change the planet, and they are given like a specific job. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and one of the interesting uh, comments when I was um, you know getting the information together was, they said that the star children were sent because um, planet Earth is a planet that was supposed to be in quarantine. And I thought, how interesting is that to be in the how time ironic. of this? <laughs> how ironic that it was, it was you know, use that terminology. But so an indigo child, um, 
bring that as I go through my notes here. <laughs> Indigo children typically are like the moody ones. They're um because the, you can have an indigo child, a crystal child, a rainbow child. Those are the most common terms that people talk about. And um, so if your your child is an indigo, I always said that they were like the ones that were like, you know, um, kind of a not a dark energy, but they were they were more of that that moody. They didn't want to. Like they're the ones that like they don't like school. Right. Um, they don't want to take authority. Kind of sounds like you, D. Scott. Hey. Um, they don't play nice with other people, basically. And part of it's because they want to do things their own way. So they're very strong-willed. Um, they're typically termed as an old soul. So many of them, and that happened through the hypnotherapy, remember their other families. I actually did that. I, I talked about that in the pad, podcast before, that um, I remembered my other family. My mother said, I used to say, can I go home now? Yeah. Don't, I, remember that. I remember that feeling. It's like I'm, I'm with my family. I love them, but I'm homesick. Right. Someone else. And th- then I felt like a traitor, <laughs> but it's right. just a night. You know, you just have those memories. And I think it's really important. I know so many kids that I've worked with that say, Oh, do you, I think I knew you from the last time we were here. I said, I didn't, you know, Last time I came here, no, when we were other people, the last time we were here on this planet. I'm like, okay, this is fascinating stuff. You and I have both had um, the opportunity to work with one little boy who um, our method with him was to sit in color. Yes. And, and uh, he would tell us about um, uh, Mickey. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Dead Mickey. And, yeah, dead Mickey. Uh, dead Mickey. And, um, and he told us all about the property. So, um, Sarah, we're well versed with working with kids. Um, and not by any means are we licensed, you know, like a therapist or anything. It just seems that it happens this way that we wind up helping yeah. the parents with kids that have this. The other part of this is the indigos, um, are extremely headstrong, very, very headstrong, nonconformist. Um, and they're passionate about the truth. So if they know a truth, they can't keep it in. They, mm. Um, uh, like they'll, they'll basically fight with a teacher or anybody else because they want to get the truth out. But their whole job is about changing the world and changing, um, like their leaders. Uh, they have to go through a lot of hardships. They're mm-hmm. the kids many times that you'll see with the crazy hair, um, the piercing, <laughs> the tattoos, because they're nonconformist. And of course, I didn't do that kind of stuff. I was a little bit of a trendsetter, but not like that. And I, when, when I was reading through it, of course, Michelle, I'm thinking of Sarah, um, right. my Sarah, yes. you know, who I walk in and she's got a new tattoo and she's, you know, 15 years old that she's given to herself or a new piercing. And I'm like, oh, dear God. <laughs> and uh, rabble rouser. So I mean, we're, we're um, all parents here. I think we've all experienced this stuff to some extent with our own kids. Right. Yeah. I found um, what, even if it's um, a celestial change or things that are happening right now just in our universe, that it seems to be everybody is more sensitive. They are feeling things, um, sensing things yeah. that we haven't normally perceived. And so I'm getting a lot of people asking or requesting information about that, that, you know, um, personally, they're smelling their family. They're feeling things. They're waking up in the middle of the night. The dreams right now are vivid, oh. vivid, vivid oh. of people in spirit 
or of other lifetimes. And the kids are all talking about it. Little kids are all talking about it. So um, with that um, and, and people reaching out to, for help, um, Sarah, you wouldn't mind if you could tell us a little bit about what's going on with your little girl. Tell us, tell us first about your little girl. Yes. Well, you actually kind of described her to a T. She's very <laughs> headstrong, <laughs> to be honest. Um, she has a very broad vocabulary that you wouldn't expect yes. for somebody her age, a four-year-old. Um, mm-hmm. She actually describes her birth, like she remembers when she was born. That's um, a sign. She was t- what was that? That's it's a sign birth. of that, too, as well, that, that they they have knowledge of things that there's no possible way they should know and um or of people that have crossed over and they talk about them just as if they like they were they were raised with these people well when she was really little she used to tell people that she was scared of the moon because the moon was sharp and not too long ago my mother um just just to look it up um, the moon is actually sharp. The sand is actually sharp. That's why they wear special um, spacesuits. Oh my goodness! Wow. So it was really odd that she would have she would know that, and um, she also would tell us most recently how she was in, in utero and things that she would hear while she was in utero. Um, she told us how she was born. I actually had a C-section. She was able to describe it and how the doctor actually took her out um, wow. because my mother was there with me. She remembers the, which arm they grabbed and everything, which I didn't even see it, but she was uh, describing this to my mother. Jeez, um, incredible. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then most recently she's been um, telling us about how she has a friend um, mm-hmm. at our house. Did you want me to get into that now? You go right ahead. Or, because I, think okay. it's be, I, I really wanted you on, Sarah, because um, believe it or not, in our line of work, you are becoming more of the norm, and I really, truly feel yep. that your story, your daughter, um, what you're, what you're working with, is um, going to be very helpful to a lot of other parents and a lot of other people who have been experiencing this. So they won't feel alone and they'll feel a sense of pride. So go right ahead. Okay. Well, what we know about two weeks ago, um, my son brought a girl home and my little girl who was four, she, her whole personality completely changed. Um, she got really mad. She ran to her bedroom. Um, she slammed the door, hid in a corner with a little container with foam, and she was stabbing the foam, Ooh. telling her uh, other sister that this girl's going to regret being here and she's going to hate to have to do the things that she has to do. She wouldn't talk to my older son. So um, your, she son, had a really, your son is 17, you told me? Yes, yes, he's and, 17. And this is a, just a new girlfriend that he brought home that you guys had never met before? Correct. Okay. Um, And my daughter, she just, and she's never had that reaction. He's brought other people in the house before. Mm-hmm. But she ran right over to her closet in her room. She started stabbing, like I said, the, the foam, um, talking to herself, telling her older sister that they're going to regret her being there. Um, she's not going to, she doesn't want to do the things that she's going to have to do. And it was very, very abnormal because my mm-hmm. daughter's usually bubbly and outgoing. Um, 
Do you think later she on? Hold on. I'm sorry. Carry on. Yeah, well, you, go ahead. Go with that. Do you think she was responding to the new girl, or are, do you have a feeling that she, the girl, came in with, with some sort of energy attached to her? Um, I'm not exactly sure because that's the first time. That was the first sign that something was going on. That there was, you know, that we've actually recognized, and we didn't actually. Re we just thought it was abnormal, but we didn't realize what was going on until several days later. Um, my little one walked up to me, and she was telling me that she had a friend who was a ghost, and mm -hmm. the ghost lived on the property, mm -hmm. and she was here to take care of us. Um, that she felt she needed to take care of us because when she was pregnant with her baby, she got really sick and she died and her baby died with her. So she wasn't able to take care of her husband who was a soldier or the baby. So she needed to take care of us. And that's why she was upset that the stranger came to our house. Oh, okay. There's so that's what. So with hauntings or anything like that, just to kind of give it a, a side thing, um, obviously children between the ages of three to six typically are, that's when they display psychic mm -hmm. ability. So their okay. vocabulary starts to change. It does sound like some of the things that your daughter says to you that you shared with me that you can share on here, um, her vocabulary is beyond her years. She's saying things yes. to you that doesn't make any sense that a four-year-old would be saying. And um, so that's, that actually is indicative of a kid that's an indigo kid or somebody that is um, dealing with a haunting because they're telling them these words. So they kind of understand a little bit better. It's, it's just so overlapped. Part of it also, too, they say like attracts like. There may be something about your family dynamics, Sarah. Mm -hmm. That is reminiscent mm -hmm. of whoever was there on that land before. And they're new to this property, Michelle. Oh, they are. Um, yeah, fairly new. Um, is it a year, did you say, Sarah, that you moved there? It'll be a, yeah, it'll be a year this month. Okay. So, um, okay. it, 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 um, and when would you say it really started to show up? Was it immediate or has it just been in the last couple of months? Um, well, this was just in the last couple of weeks, like I said, like oh, prior okay. to that, prior to that, like when I was a kid and I remember, I just thought that I was like a scaredy cat. Um, but I remember when I was little, I would see things, um, in the house that I lived at growing up okay. and it would make me uncomfortable and I could feel like I was being watched and I, occasionally I would see things. Um, oh, so right and I just tried to, I tried to block it out. Um, when we had a mutual friend, which um, we discussed, come here, um, she actually spoke to my 17-year-old son, and he told her in private that before we moved here, he had dreams about this house before mm -hmm. we even knew about the house, that he was, he could remember standing in the back field, stare, looking up at the house. Wow. Which he never shared with us. And he's my 17-year-old. Mm. Um, now, the the thing that is, to me, is significant Which about... Sounds like, just to interrupt you one second for people listening out mm -hmm. there, it sounds like your son, many teenagers have a lot of their psychic ability happen in dream. Mm -hmm. so, um, it, so him dreaming it and having prophetic dreams, 
that's that's really common because their waking minds are way too busy. There's just too much going mm-hmm. on. It often sounds like from some of the things that you said that he's very empathetic, that he's feeling these different things and maybe he doesn't know what to do with it. And that's pretty common with teenagers, but that he's feeling everything. So he would be attracting more of the emotion of what is happening on the property and with the family. And your daughter is seeing them. (laughs) Right. And she's a spook magnet. Well, the other thing that I forgot to mention was in between the girl coming here and um, my daughter admitting uh, about having the ghost friend, my 17-year-old said he um, he started to sleep with a bat at night because he felt like he was being watched in his bedroom. Oh, okay. So that was like in between. What was that? That, That's really common. uh, I mean, the bat is just making him feel, feel safe. But being stared at, mm-hmm. that's just uh, spirit energy trying to connect. And since yep. you're all sensitive at, at one level or another or have the ability to be sensitive, they're going to try to connect with you because your lights are on. You're like a lighthouse. And these are spirits that are trying to communicate. So they're just people without bodies. So they're not going to hurt anybody. They're just trying to connect. And that feeling of being watched, that's, you know, we had that in my house. Me being what I am, I forgot to clear my own house, and my kids had a little boy that moved in in the ghost form because he, he had died in the property um, and wanted missed having brothers, so we had a, an extra child living in the house for a while until I figured it out. Actually, I think Katie figured well, it out. Well, actually, um, things kind of got amplified from there um, okay. because my daughter got into detail about the history of the property, um, about the people coming from like the colonial times. She could mm-hmm. identify the soldiers and everything. Um, and then our mutual friend came here to do a cleansing on the house. Mm-hmm. So she the did that. You can say is Elizabeth Hathaway, probably. Okay. And I both love her. Oh, um, I love probably her. One of the, yeah, she's amazing. And she's probably one yeah. of the most, um, skilled people that I would say that we know and, and the most um, knowledgeable about a lot of different things. And um, so she's somebody I would trust Absolutely. to come do that kind of work for you um, or anybody mm-hmm. out there because she's just such a good, kind soul. Her Everything she does is hard-based. Yes, I, I love I love her. Um, well, well, the night before, the night before she came here, um, she told me to put some lavender on my daughter and then to do like a figure eight on her. When I did that to my daughter, um, she started um, spazzing out and telling me, "Mommy, mommy, I see you in different colors. Why are you green? Why your face is green? Your chest is green. Your arms are red and pink." Um, and she clung to me. And then um, she had to. She wanted to call. The first thing she wanted to do was call Elizabeth. So they talked, and she calmed her down. But my daughter clung to me all night. So the oh. following day, she came to the house and did the cleansing. But shortly after she left, um, we were outside, and my older daughter was in the house, and the little one came in, and within a minute, everyone heard her screaming. Mm. So they all ran to see what was going on, and she had a ribbon wrapped tightly around her neck that was that came out of like a mesh bag that you'd put like um marbles or something in so there's no way that she could untie it and wrap it around her neck 
she was crying saying, my bad friend did it to me. My bad friend did it to me. She's mad because I had the witch come here. Hmm. It sounds more and more, as I said to you before, Sarah, it sounds like it is definitely um, a spirit um, mm-hmm. that is wreaking havoc. I, I don't, and I, I and we'll be able to better assess when Michelle and I come there on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, it does not feel demonic. There's other markings no. of demonic. It actually sounds like one, like when we have kids use Ouija boards, and obviously, no, maybe somebody on that property at one time used a Ouija board. Oh, good point. When mm-hmm. when people use a Ouija board, it has the same markings of what you're talking about. They're very, the spirits are very bold. They lie. Um, they usually gravitate towards one family member. They make other family members feel like they're being watched. Mm-hmm. Um, or you kind of like see them like scoot off out of the corner of your eye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then usually once the portal's been open. Now her little girl, Michelle, keeps using the word without even knowing. Port, she, yeah. yeah, she keeps saying the portal and that she can, that there's oh. more than one portal in the house. Okay. There's three. She's, four, she's three years old, right? No, no, no. There, she's four. There's three portals in the house and she's shown me exactly where they are. And when she gets into that state where she's all upset, I mean, she's talking to them, she's sitting on where the portals are. Two okay. of them are in her room and one's in her brother's. And okay. um, last night, the dogs were actually growling and digging at them. Okay. Yeah, you now, like a, yeah. almost like a spirit um, infestation. It sounds like. Yeah, and I think we I think we use portal and vortex re- reversed, but we, it's just different terminology for the same thing. It, it's you know a rift between the different dimensions, and um, you could have a rift between we're third dimension, heaven is fifth dimension. You could have like. I used to volunteer a lot in hospice and doing Reiki. And when um, th- in a hospice situation, there a, a portal, a, a passageway forms between the third and the fifth dimension. And that's for spirit bodies, people going to the light, going to heaven. But you can get a, a tear in the space between the third and the fourth dimension. Fourth is just anarchy. That's where earthbound spirits, ghosts, um, all kinds of unsavory characters can hang out. When you get a tear between those two dimensions is when you start getting um, the kind of energy that you're talking about. Usually ghosts, um, you get some poltergeist energy going as well. Um, So we'll sort it out. I mean, um, I think, I don't know how many clearings we've done, many together and on my own, probably hundreds (laughs) at this point. So you did do some, she did take my suggestion, she has done some of them where she did the, you did do the salting? Yes, and when we did the salting, my son went out in the garage and he went to toss something out in the yard, and as Mm -hmm. soon as he put his arm across the salt line, he got cut. He showed us that there's a cut on his hand. Okay. Okay. Which I thought was really odd. Like, he came in, he said his hand is burning, and then we looked and he had a a cut on his hand. Okay. They're trying to make um, contact. Yeah. Yeah, He also was in his... He was also in his bedroom, and he was just trying to relax. So he kind of, like, inhaled and exhaled, and he was looking in the mirror. And he said he got a sharp pain in his lower back that brought him down to his knees. Okay. And that um, remember how I said he's an empath? That may also mm -hmm. be, it's not like they're doing it to him, but he actually may be, um, Sarah, channeling. 
Mm-hmm. Like, like say the person that died from there um, had TB or um, mm-hmm. had like a fatal heart attack. He could be so empathetic. He could be taking it on, but it yeah. almost yeah. feels like a psychic attack. And it, mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily have to be that. But if you're not aware of those things, you can't take a breath. You, you start to panic and the fear feeds in. Absolutely. You've got to be able to like make some space between you and the spirit and go, okay, I get it. You're here, but I don't want to feel all of that. And, <laughs> right. Um, used to be Sarah, I, when I first started working on police cases, I'd be in the mm. police case and I'd be holding items and I'd start to not only get the feeling or the affliction, but I'd also start to get almost violently ill, like sick to my stomach. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Until I had somebody say, you have to say, like, okay, I get it. You're like, you're saying it in your mind. I get it. You're here, but you need to take a step away because you're making me feel physically ill. And they, they, they do obey. Realize. They don't realize they're doing it. Okay. Have you guys, have you guys, Sarah, have you guys put your foot down? Um, yes. Okay. And did you we get told them they don't belong here? They need to leave. Mm-hmm. Good. Yes, Very we've good. done that. Um, they also, we've also, I actually, one night all the kids were in bed and, and I was in my bedroom, which is in the basement. And it sounded just like Evelyn, nice and loud, knocking on my bedroom door. So I came oh. upstairs and I said, what do you need? And she was in her bedroom with her sister. She hadn't moved. Okay. Um, so we have yeah. that going on. Okay. That sounds like a mimic. And yeah. that, that would go in, in part in, hand in hand with having a child that is a conduit, <laughs> like that's a magnet for it, as well as um, a lot of different spirits in the house trying to get your attention, anybody's attention. So you might mm-hmm. even hear, Sarah, you might even hear your name called. Right. In a and voice it sounds like your little girl or your son or somebody else in the home. And you answer like, yeah, what do you want? And, and it's not them. Right. <laughs> yeah. Or you your home alone. And the other thing that we find is kind of odd is when, like, um, Elizabeth and I have been trying to figure this out. So whenever we call each other, there's been times where, we go to mention. I go to mention something important, and the phone lines just drop dead. Yeah, that's and <laughs> she's yeah. And I called her phone, um, her cell phone, to leave her a message because she wanted to know how the weekend went. And it said her mailbox was full. And she called me back um, a couple hours later, and she's like, "No, my mailbox wasn't full. I don't have any messages on my phone." Yeah, they tend um, and she, to block their energy. They they act out of fear. They they don't they know something's going on yeah. and they don't know and they're afraid. They're afraid that if she comes back, that yeah. they're gonna mm-hmm. die or some horrible thing's gonna happen to them. But they don't realize they're already dead. So. Right, right. Yeah, they kept. Uh, my daughter kept saying they were calling her the witch. She's the witch. Well, she and that comes here. from the time period that they're from. Um, a woman who you know, travels around by herself. If these are colonial era people, women didn't have the ability to travel around by themselves. They, you know, and if you weren't pious and following religion, you were considered a witch. And they're, right. they're going to think we're witches too, but that's okay. I'm fine. We're okay with that. So. Um, you <laughs> might be a witch, but I'm a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing too, um, Sarah, tell Michelle and our listeners 
about how your daughter, which I have never heard of before, but I, I think that it's because she's the conduit. She told her mother, Michelle, that she could take the portal with her. Yes. Um, huh. uh, she, she went with her father a couple of days ago, which is right after Elizabeth came to do the cleansing. And when she came home, she told me that she took her portal with her to her father's house. Okay. And I didn't think anything of it. I thought that she was just embellishing things. But then I spoke with her grandmother, who had gone to visit her at her father's house. Uh-huh. And just like she would be in her bedroom here, um, sitting on the, in the floor by her closet, she was doing the same thing there. Okay. And her grandmother told me that without even without me telling her the past that everyone's doing here. Yeah, she's definitely a conduit. She is an incredible medium, this little girl. Yeah. <laughs> so it's all about teaching her how to uh, control it and utilize it or even turn it off when she wants to. This is all going to be the biggest thing is, is yeah. being able to be a kid and having the ability to not talk to them and just say, go away. Mm. Right. Because she can be the boss. Mm-hmm. It's just like the other danger. Something else that I thought was really odd was the um, the night that you had me put the salt around the house. Mm -hmm. She went skipping to her brother's bedroom. She looked at him, the older brother, smiled at him, took a piece of candy, and said in a weird voice, "Just so you know, the full moon's going to be in about twelve hours." Giggled and skipped away. (laughs) And that was right before the full moon. Oh. Yeah, she's definitely, I think she's a rainbow child. So, I mean, she, because she feels things more uh, vividly closer to the full moon like we all do. Not We don't all realize that we do, but, you know, she's got her little fairy folks whispering in her ear telling her these things, so. Right, right. She also, too, um, you know, they, they talk about, Sarah, kids that are indigo children, crystal children, um, and rainbow children, They have magnetic eyes. People Mm. of all ages are drawn to them. They're they're pulled in with their eyes. And I saw the one picture uh, that you sent of me uh, to me of you and your daughter, and um, you both have that. You both have that those eyes that that pull you in. It's not necessarily needs to be a blue eye or like a crystal color eye. But that just that they pull you in, like you're looking at mm-hmm. their soul, and they're looking at your right. soul. <laughs> She's got that. She has that look. So again, yeah. put her in that category. So you said that. D- does she talk about another lifetime to you? Um, she doesn't talk about another lifetime. She just talks about things that, like her birth while she was in utero, um, being in utero with her brothers and sisters. Um, which I thought was kind of odd. Like she said, she would talk about having conversations with them and then they would leave her and she was alone. But she would watch them through a TV is what she told me. Yeah, I I actually had that experience with other children talking to them. And I, when I'm doing a reading for a young couple um, and they're like, oh, we want children, I'm able to see very often the children in a holding pattern around their heads. And if, you know, they're all born separately, not a multiple birth. They come in one by one. But while they're in that holding pattern, they're together. And then that TV that she's talking about, that's her looking down on Earth from what I consider the fifth dimension, um, seeing life 
playing out until she can come into her body. So I've heard that quite a bit lately about being together in the womb. And it feels like a womb. They're just waiting to come into their family. It's pretty cool. Yeah, so that's what she talks about. But like, just the things like the astrological things, like knowing what that the moon is like is is sharp. And she was terrified of the moon when she was a baby. Aww. And then when she got she got older, she's like the moon is sharp. And there might be even more to that. Like she might have had something in another lifetime happen to her right. um, during the full moon. So um, that she is being sharp, highly or acutely sensitive to it. That was something right. that was sharp. Um, did you guys, when you made the move, uh, two things I have a question about, Sarah. Did you guys mm-hmm. find out more of the history, or is that just happening now? About the um, we found out. We found out um, the history of the land um, from my son's friend's father because he was friends with the, um, one of the original families. Uh-huh. And where, where I live, um, it's divvied up into like a business, um, our property. Behind us, there's a field. There's actually a street that was added in about four or five houses. He told us the original house was way back in the, like way behind in the back field. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had actually built a road to the original house and um, named after a lady who had passed away here. Not in the house itself, but on the land, the original land. Okay. okay. And um, my oldest son said that he w- talked about being towards the backfield and he was looking at the house, and my daughter mm-hmm. is telling me about the lady who lived in the backfield behind the house, yeah. where our house is now. So they're both experiencing her energy. She's trying to connect. Yeah. Definitely is trying to connect. But I think that there's more than one there. It mm-hmm. might be having more groupings, but it, it, it again feels like it's, it's, um, problematic or it's something that is, um, would make you guys all crazy because it just keeps happening or she's exhibiting behavior that's not your normal daughter's behavior. So it just, well, so hard. She told us there's more than one. She told oh, us there's the lady. Yes, she told us there's the lady, and there is the soldiers who she calls. She calls them the soldiers. Okay. Um. there is. She has gotten to detail with the, with the soldiers. She actually pointed out that they were Union soldiers because of the logo on their arm. Oh. One wow. of them only has one of them only has one arm. Um. Because he got hurt. She's got, and then she got into uh, graphic detail. The lady has black hair, talks about her wearing a long see-through dress. Um, so she gets some pretty graphic detail. Wow. Does she like to draw, Sarah? Yes, she loves to draw. Okay. But before, she has not drawn them. Okay, if she okay. feels like it, if she would like to, she could even draw them for us so that when we come on Wednesday we can Yeah, when we come on Wednesday, that's one of the things that I've found is really helpful Michelle and I. Maybe we'll have her sit and try and we'll color with her and um, we'll get a chance to talk while we make a plan about clearing the property. Um, And it may take more than one time. Yeah, could be layers. I would really recommend, Sarah, if I did not before for you to download the book or pick up the book, um, The Complete Idiot's Guide to Indigo Children. It's a great book. It's a great book. Okay. And it's a great how-to 
with children of ability. Even when we clear this, it's not going to stop mm-hmm. her drawing them to her or your yeah. son drawing them to. So we could clean out the place and then a week or so later, you have a different spirit. Yeah. All the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and okay. it's not, we didn't do it or she wasn't doing it. It's just that they're just going to bring find them home. Them. Right. Yeah, sometimes you go out and you bring them home with you. I found the places that you pick up spirits the most were at the mall. You bring home so many spirits because they seem to congregate at Colony Center or Crossgates, and we bring so them back. Jokes about bringing people home right now that I'm not. I'm just going to keep it. I'm going to keep it clean. I'm going to. I miss you. I miss you so oh, much. I had some. There's one other thing that really stood out, and actually, my boyfriend came home to it um, by himself this is several months ago, right after we moved here. Once again, my four-year-old daughter, her stuffed animals were still in, in um, bags that we brought to them to the house with, and they were in the living room tied off in bags. We okay. weren't home, but he was. When he came home and walked in the door, all of the stuffed animals were out of the bag, lined up on the furniture, all upright. Oh, wow. Yeah, someone missed out having a child. That is definitely what that is. Well, means. she said... She said she, what I was saying was the lady um, lost her baby. They both died while she was pregnant. Oh, so she's just trying to feel like she's a mother. Oh, that's really sad. And she wants to, she said that's why she got so mad that the stranger came here, the girl that my son brought home, because she was trying to protect us, and the girl was a stranger. Oh, stranger. Which is why Evelyn, yeah. Okay. And who knows, um, maybe, you know, maybe. There's so many know, if you brought it. I'm sorry, what was that? Hello? Am I still on? Hello? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Katie. Oh, I, what I wanted to know was, um, we're talking over each other, I apologize. <laughs> um, what I wanted to know was, when you moved into the new location, did you guys bring in any items that maybe you got at, like, a yard sale or uh, location, or were there any left items? Um, my boyfriend actually, not too long ago, found part of a um, a gun. Oh. Um, it was hidden up in the rafters. But other than that, no. Um, there was one time we had moved to a different apartment, and I had gone to a thrift store and... Um, I brought back a music box, and then I came home, and the music box was playing, but I had disposed of it. Okay. All right. Yeah, there's just lots of different avenues for spirits to come through. But the the good news is there's always a way to deal with it, and there are strategies to learn, um, and there's ways to practice getting better at keeping your house clear. Clear. Yeah, quite Mm -hmm. honestly, you know, if, if someone has psychic ability, like, I will always have new ghosts in my house because they know that I can help them to cross over. They come for help. So, but there are okay. so many strategies that we can teach like, you, that you can learn. And some little girl might be like that. She might, they might be coming <laughs> so much to her with the portal because mm-hmm. their hope is that she's going to help them help make them. peace and cross. That's a totally separate gift than like what I have of just seeing them, reading them, kind of giving like information about like your family or the the spirits around you. There are some people, other light workers mm-hmm. that were designated 
to help them in in their soul form heal. So if they're um, they call them <laughs> fractured or fragmented, fragmented. Um, fragmented souls, assemble those pieces again, mm-hmm. and then be able to pass through to go on. Yeah, and that's it's an amazing thing to have happen. You know, when my uh, middle son. <clears throat> was I think he was like seven or eight, he told me that spirits would, ghosts would come to him and he'd know that they were ghosts because they were wearing their death. He could see how they looked when they died. And he said, I told them to go to the light and in three days time they would come back to me and they were all white and shiny and they'd say thank you. And this is, you know, while I'm making dinner, this is not a conversation that you'd think to have with a child. So Mm -hmm. kids are really amazing in their abilities. So I, I'm sure that we'll be able to help your little girl and the rest of the family be able to figure out a way, you know, strategy to take care of this and to move forward and, and feeling comfortable in your own Okay, home. yeah. It just made me uncomfortable when the ribbon was around her neck. Oh, I, <laughs> I was a scared of <laughs> Yeah, yeah she doesn't know how to tie yet, does she? No, it was just wrapped tightly around her neck. Okay. And she was screaming, help, My, the ghost is mad at me. How long ago was that? Um, that was last week. Okay. And when did that happen again? What had happened right before that? Um, the same day Elizabeth was there and did the cleansing. It was within the hour after she left. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I think, I think the ghost is just a little confused because she's from a time period where she's confused about what Elizabeth was doing. And I don't Mm. think she was trying, she wasn't going to hurt your daughter. She was like trying to protect, trying to get the attention. Like, not like I'm going to hurt your daughter, but it's a witch. They're going to, you know, she's going to hurt this child. This is what she's going to do. You know what I mean? It just someone needs to have mm-hmm. a conversation with this spirit. Well, and it could even be, too. I mean, just a, another way of looking at it, too. We we don't have all the deaths or we don't know all the things that have happened on that property or who she's picking up. It could have been somebody who committed suicide, too. Yeah. Which is a separate. I mean, we'll assess that when we get there, but it could be a separate, like, energy connected Mm -hmm. absolutely and i think what something that can really help the whole family with is as we talked before separating themselves from the direct emotions and feelings of these you know putting up a buffer zone between them and the spirits and that's really important how old is the house um i think the house isn't that old the house i think might be 40 50 years old yeah, it doesn't matter. Land, um, land, so. Yeah, the land. Well, it's, yeah, well, what she talks about is the land, the original house that was behind the house, this house, is what, what she makes there, reference to. Do you have any records about that house? Have you learned anything about the, the original home? Um, No, I don't know anything about it, but my boyfriend said that he knows um, the lady that lives in the back. She w- saw this house being built, and she knew the family. Okay. Okay, so it can't be so, that. But I don't personally know anything. Okay. Um, but there was, there was, sorry, there was one other thing that stands out. Um, when my daughter gets upset, like when the, the ribbon was around her neck, um, she will, she was asking for a knife and for scissors um, afterwards. We have um, goats in the backyard, and she was looking, almost like a manic stage, looking for a, a knife, saying that we had to get a knife to open the goat's cage because they were locked in there. And she was, like, angry. She's like, you don't believe me? They're locked in there. We need a knife to open it. I said, no, we don't. We just need to lift the latch. No, we need a knife to open it. Yeah, she's and I cha- need my scissors. She, she, she's definitely channeling 
So um, I'm going to have you, if you don't mind, well, Katie can even share the address with me, and I'm, I'll just do a little uh, clearing. I'll just do a little buffering tonight. Not, I'm not worried. Don't don't think I'm doing this as mm-hmm. a Just to get a little distance between your daughter and the emotions that she's feeling, because she's just, it's just very raw. There's no filter. Like, I know so many people that go on ghost hunts, and they're hoping to see a ghost. And your daughter is just like, it's almost more real to her than reality sometimes, because these ghosts are so intense. So. Yeah, like last night she was woke up, um, her dog was in the bedroom, the dog was digging at the floor where she said the portal was, okay. and so I brought her out to the, the living room with me, and I said, you know, you go sleep with me, I'll give you some lavender to relax and go to sleep, and um, she just started playing with her toys, and then she started asking for the scissors, she needed her scissors and the knife, I'm like, why do you need scissors and a knife? Well, I need to open the toys I'm getting. I said, you don't even have any toys to open. It's, it's the middle of the night. No, I need my scissors. I need the, I need a knife. I need to cut them open. Yeah, and that, that, so, that, yeah, that's just, she's just repeating what she's hearing a spirit say. There's no danger there. I do not feel danger. Okay. I mean, it's disconcerting as a mom, but I, I, that's the same thing I told her, Michelle. It mm-hmm. didn't have that feeling like we've had with other cases. <gasps> oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> that were demons mm-hmm. or um, even like a mental health issue. Right. So this is not that. No, it doesn't feel like that at all. It feels um, like you've got a spirit that is trying to um, hang I'm, out yeah. and impose their history on your daughter or your household. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Sarah, now you said something about you having ability in the past, and your you said your boyfriend also has ability? No, well, um, when I was younger, I could see things, I could sense things. Um, I still do sometimes, but it just scares me. (laughs) So I try to block it out. I just try to put like, like, you know, like blinders up. Um, but I have like heard things. I've heard them talk to me. I've seen them. Um, quick temperature changes in the room. It was Mm -hmm. just like some weird things when I was, when I was little, especially. Um, I still like, can feel like when they're looking at me, like they're in the hall. Like I felt like they were like in the hallway last night and things. So I just try to block it out, though. Okay, so you you're a natural, and you're trying to avo- avoid your your abilities, which is fine. But I, <laughs> when, when you read that book, Sarah, I'm telling you right now, every person I've told this to that they say that their child or their grandchild has psychic ability or, you know, is attracting spirits or talking about the spirits, I tell them to read that book, myself included. Mm-hmm. All have said, oh, my God, I'm an indigo. Oh, my mm-hmm. God, I was doing that. Because of things that you kind of dismiss or you forget about as being the norm. Well, something else that I, I noticed, I, I stepped away from my thought for a minute. Um, there's times where I'll get really anxious. I'm like, I'm like there's something, something's going to happen. Something bad is going to happen. Oh, yeah. Yep. And then something happens or I'll be like, I'll have a dream and I'll be like, the car is going to break down in the morning. The brakes are going to go and then the brakes lock up or we have baby chickens. And um, I told my boyfriend, I think it was like last week, I said, um, I, I woke up in the middle of the night and I was like, I think I need to feed the chickens. But I know I did. But I had a feeling that one of them was going to die. And then the following morning, we had a, bed, a dead baby chicken. So I have oh. things like that happen all the time as well. You, like, you got abilities, yeah. So yeah, this book, like, this book will help you. 
and I, I have another book that I recommend too about it's kind of big, like an owner's manual for being psychic. I'll send that over the link on a on a, a Facebook Messenger group. So okay, but yeah, so I guess I do. I just never really, you know, realize you had it. The first one I kind of did, but I tried to ignore it. <laughs> but you, you know what? You can't. And now, of course, yeah. that you've got to be able to help your kids, your son as yeah. well, with his ability and just kind of, you hate to label everything, but to put a label on it and, and then make some peace with it that you guys know that it's, um, even if it's not our norm, that you can mm -hmm. make it normal, more normal. Okay. Absolutely. The first time I read that book, um, and I had already been doing readings and talking to students about psychic ability. And I just thought of myself as a psychic medium. My daughter at the time was four years old, Sarah, and she was not sleeping. She was in the upstairs bedroom and, um, I had hurt my back. And so I was home because I'd gone to the chiropractors and I was basically on heating pad icing for a couple of days. So I thought I'd use the time to read. So I gravitated to that book. I had purchased this stack of books, and that was the one, the, the Complete Idiot's Guide to Indigo Children. And I started mm -hmm. reading it. And as I'm reading it, you know, God's perfect timing or the universe's perfect timing, my daughter walks in the room and says, Mommy, can I want to play in here where you are. And then um, she said, can you bring my Barbie airplane in here? Now, if you've got Barbie stuff, you know it's like 500 pounds. And to lug it in there, it was this, I said, Sarah, honey, I said, I'm not feeling good. Mommy hurt her back. I can't lift that. I said, why do you have to be in here? And she goes, well, I don't like it when the tall man's here, the tall skinny man's here. And I go, oh. she said, yeah, he talks to me. She said, and then she followed up. Sarah was saying, it's not as bad as when the, um, the scary ladies in my bedroom. Okay. <laughs> I go, I'm a psychic medium yeah. by, tra like by trade. And my kid is having all the stuff. Well, it was one of the things that was waking her up. And then she talked about the black dog. She kept saying the mm -hmm. black dog scares her. And there's actually mythology or stories about um, the black dog coming. Like these, so if, if your child or you see the black dog, it can mean a lot of different things, but it is a spirit a warning. activity, a warning. Mm -hmm. And she was seeing all of it. And once we switched her bedroom, moved her to another room, and I did the clearing and I um, put a, a rosary in her room and we did a lot of things. It's quieted down. It just stopped <laughs> so she could sleep. And like one time there had been, she was in elementary school. So it's a few years later and it was during, it was right after Hurricane Irene. Oh, that was okay. the stock, All the psychics we knew were talking mm -hmm. about how the activity had like just overnight just amped right up. And my daughter came home from school and she's sitting there with a box of graham crackers. And um, I was cleaning out stuff and she said, Mommy, the spirits at school today were ridiculous. I'm like, <laughs> what? Goes, they were chatting. They were all chatting in my ear. And I go, what were they saying? She goes, I couldn't understand them. But I told them that they had to go away because I had to pay attention. And I, and then I, before I could get anything out, she holds up the box of graham crackers and goes, can I eat all these? I go, no, you may not. I said, um, now tell me what else happened. And she goes, no, that was it. They were just really chatty. And then she hopped off the counter and she ran in the other room. It was such a natural thing for her at that point that she Every knew. Conversation, yeah. yeah. These were like conversations, but the, uh, 
the psychic like vibe at the time was really amped up, which I think I it is. That. So that it might be is. the reason why she's getting more of this right now. Well, something that you said that just uh, struck a bell is the other day when she had come back and she had told me about the, bringing the portal to her dad's house, she told me, because her friend can't come in the house because she's allergic to the salt, she saw her friend in the on the parking lot next door. And then the next thing she said was her the friend was breathing heavy in her ear, so she told her to go away. And she's arguing with it. And she said, you know, go away now. I already told you to go away. And then she took her hands and she pushed them. And I said, what are you doing? She goes, I told her to go away. She keeps coming back, so I'm pushing her to the wolves. Oh, <laughs> oh interesting. Pushing her to the wolves, which would be the big black dogs. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Very interesting. If she's not afraid of them, because that's another part that many children, when they see them, feel protected. They feel okay. So that might be who who's trying to help her. And I guess, I think it's Celtic. It goes back yeah. to the um, Celtic myth or in stories, and it talks about the big, like, wolf, big black dogs. Right, because her spirit animal at this point is probably a wolf. And the right. wolves are, you know, in, in, in spirit and an energy form to protect her. Not that she's in any danger, because if she was in danger, she wouldn't be shoving these spirits around. No, no, not at all. She wouldn't be so gutsy. Um, it, does she ever talk about, you know how she said to you, Mommy, you got color all around you? Yes. Does she talk about auras around people or colors around people? No, that was the one and only time she brought it up. And it was like it scared her. And I asked her if she saw them around anybody else, and she said, no, only you, Mommy, only you. So when And then I the following day I asked her again. She said the same thing. Okay. When I see her, um, will your son be there too when we, when we come? Yeah, he'll be here. Oh, good. Um, I, I want to talk to him a little bit as well, but um, he may have that ability, being a sensitive or being an empath, of feeling, feeling or seeing color. I had one student tell me they could taste the colors. When certain people had colors around them, they would get um, what's called clairgustians, and it would all have emotional meaning mm-hmm. to them, know what the kind of the uh, what the person the is about. For each right color. So I wonder if she can do that, but not as often as she can with attracting the spirits. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, that was like the one and only time, and then. Um, yesterday she said to me, she goes, you know, mommy, your colors are all gone. You're back to normal. <laughs> she sounds adorable. Well, don't forget, <laughs> when you're using, um, the, the lavender oil on her and drawing the figure eight, you are making an intention to protect her. So the colors that she is seeing on you, I believe is her ability to see your, your healing and your psychic ability in color form. Just Maybe because, well, yeah, she said that my head and my chest were green and my arms were red and pink. Yeah, those are all chakra colors. The pink is uh, the upper heart chakra, too. So you're doing it out of love. Green and pink are heart, and the red, that's your root chakra. So you were rooting yourself, you know, into your into the ground, into your base, in, our, in order to do the blessing, the protection. Because I, I mm-hmm. students look at me when I'm doing clearing work, and I in, uh, call upon the violet flame, and I don't – I. Sometimes I'm saying it in my head and not out loud. And I had one 
a very good student who Katie knows say, wow, I just saw a purple fire shoot out of your head. I'm like, well, I was calling in the violet flame exactly at that moment. So it's really cool because so, certain people do see the colors. I do sometimes, not always. It's it's a yeah. Every once in a while, it's it's not as predictable. I can't make it. Right. It, it'll just happen because I think they want me to see it. Right. Yeah. It's it's icing on the cake, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. It, it was the first time she was so scared when it happened, and she wouldn't leave my arms. She clung to me the entire night. I think it's just because it was different and new. And she also could feel yeah. your power. Because there's no power like like a parent trying to protect their child. So that's going to bring up your, your natural abilities and bring up your colors. So you you guys, do you do any form of um, meditation together? Anything no. Like okay. Not that you have to. Um, I would do it sometimes when Sarah was younger like that. I had actually meditation tapes for children, mm. um, I think you can order online. They're actually really lovely. And every time we'd put them on, I'd fall sound asleep. Yeah. I'd be out. They have apps for that now, too. Yeah, a lot of apps, yep. So you might want to think about doing something like that with her at bedtime, Sarah, that it makes okay. it a unified um, space. I do know that you can, um, if when we get there, I'll take a look because I've done enough with um, ghost investigations. If you have electronics in certain areas of the home, mm -hmm. you could be working to amp up the spirit activity. Yeah, the EMF. And, okay. Right, and her sensitivity or your son's sensitivity. You said your bedroom is in the basement. That's usually the lines are running over your head, and, it, mm -hmm. and not that you're having as much of it, but it creates what's called a fear grid. If you had like an uh, electrician or somebody come and check the property, they might be able to say to you that it needs to be grounded and yeah. it's got high EMF and it's actually working to um, help, help amp manif yeah. right, manifest the spirits even more. So that okay. might be really important. And, the, and the meditation just kind of helps calm all the energy of the day down. Okay. Well, when Elizabeth came, she brought a CD called um, Holy Harmony Healing Code and Tuning Forks. Yeah. And my daughter was in love with it, and she kept turning it up and blaring it. Actually, over the show she was watching, she was, like, watching one of her YouTube videos, but <laughs> listening to this over top of it. Aw. That's a yeah, good that's thing. So. That's good. Yeah, she that's, yeah, that's that's very good. So. Um, we'll talk more about that with you guys or help you. And not everything is going to work, but you're going to probably have to do things more than once or or um, do some different modalities for every property and every family is different. Yeah. So, oh, good. We'll get boots on the ground and figure it out. We'll figure it out. I promise you that um, we can fix this. We can help you guys. We can educate you guys so that you feel more empowered, and that's really all about the work that Michelle and I do is about empowering yes. people that, that this stuff isn't a hoogity-boogity and it doesn't have to be <laughs> scary. You Even though some of the things that are presented are scary. It's not It's not supposed to be scary. Exactly. And there's a way to deal with it. Um, okay. A little off topic before we sign off. Um, I don't know if, if D. Scott and Michelle realize that we have passed our one-year anniversary together as yeah. Psychic on the Scene. And um, because of COVID, we couldn't be together for our anniversary. Celebrate. I want to say to both of you um, with my whole heart how grateful I am 
that we get to do this and mm-hmm. we get to do that we are really um, passionate about and that we all got together. And, um, you know, I think of you guys as uh, my, my other family. So you know, Michelle, you saying yes to doing the show with me and, and D you saying, yeah, I'll be your producer. <laughs> I cannot thank you enough, you know, be here on Monday. And that was, the, that was the only discussion we had about it. And then I had to figure out what I was going to yeah. do. So, um, yeah, thank you, I, I expect great things, you know, not just, uh, you know, us out on the road again in a Jeep Wrangler, <laughs> but I expect good things for all of us again this coming year um, with our radio show and and working together. So, again, thank you all so much. Sarah, thank, thank you. you so much for, for sharing, um, you know, your story. I think you're going to be helping a lot of families with kids with hauntings and really psychability. Um, I, I'm absolutely grateful that you, you agreed to come on. So thank you, and we'll see you on Wednesday night. Yes, and thank you. Thank you very very much. And to our listeners, um, we're going to be doing these again every other week. If you have a topic or a (laughs) subject that you want us to um, delve more deeply into, please message us. Um, We have our own um, Facebook page, Psychic on the Scene, or you can message one of us. We'd love it. And uh, remember to subscribe and share us and like us and listen, listen, listen over and over again. (laughs) So thank you guys so much. I love you all. Stay healthy and stay blessed.